Welcome back, Dungeoneers. It's Sunday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to play Dungeons and Dragons. You're watching Dyson Dungeons, and I'm here at the table with... I'm David Nines of Tabaxi Wong. I'm... Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> so playing Sorry Ansel, Changeling Druid. I'm Brad, I'm playing Olset Ralph, the Frabog Fighter. It's a great start. Yep, well... I'm... How did you introduce yourself? I am David Nines at Tabaxi Wong. David Nines the Tabaxi Wong. Who's also which, which isn't as bad as it sounds. <laughs> I, what do you mean by that? You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that. I'm going to have a character in, in this universe that's... Tabaxi Wong. That's David Nines, the Tabaxi, the tabaxi Wong. And Wong is like a, a title now. Mm -hmm. Like a, yeah, it's a good the conductor yep. of a one-man oompa band. Is David Nines like this world's Daniel Tiger? David Nines. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get on that, go ahead. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, it is... Uh, we don't currently have uh giveaway when we're recording this so, but we might and if we do you're gonna see me in a second pop in and talk about a giveaway as i'm trying to set one up but no matter what we do we do have our usual sponsor and that is geekified geekified is a tabletop gaming store out of vinton iowa that takes uh, online orders and in store for all of your tabletop role-playing game needs so if you're wondering about picking up a copy of strixhaven which, when this episode's broadcast, should have come out just a few days before, uh, head on over there and pick one up. Either driving over if you're nearby, or you can go online and order one. And if you want to go online, you can use our link, which is geekified.us forward slash discount forward slash dice and dungeons. Using that link gets you 5% off your first order, and it will help support the show if you use it, which we really appreciate. So thank you to Geekified, and thank you to anyone who's uh, picking up a copy of Strixhaven, or maybe just doing some Christmas shopping. Because if you're watching this show, you probably know a whole bunch of nerds. Like I don't. us. We're nerds. You can buy us things. Mm -hmm. Has that worked before? I don't think so. No. So that's our sponsor, Reed. Do you have any other announcements? Thank you, Geekify. Thank you. Um, no. I like that, uh, like, not like two weeks after I started coming in here, they fixed my internet, so I could have just... Oh, you can leave again. Yes, I can leave again. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we put it for this effort, and now, get out. <laughs> Go back to your hole. They don't it's want more to of a dark basement. In a hole. Small box. Mm -hmm. That's what we see at least. Uh, yeah. So, shockingly so brief. We didn't get on a 10 minute tangent. No, we didn't. Do you want to? Not really. Okay. So, with that, Dungeoneers, let's roll.
last week on Dyson Dungeons. A party landed at an island where the captain and his crew usually stopped to resupply with fresh water and fruits. Um, mostly coconuts, as you became so fascinated by. I've got to order some coconuts. They were told about interesting wildlife, and the group set out to explore the island a bit more. Well, the captain's crew resupplied. After traversing up towards the center of the island, where the captain had said there were some very interesting and beautiful ruins, the party discovered imprisoned changelings and an unmarked group imprisoning them, forcing them to clear some of the debris blocking the ruins. The group hatched a plan to free the prisoners and set siege to the imprisoners. As the plan is set in motion, we rejoin our party, currently in the tent of what they believe to be the leader of this group, trying to make him believe that they were escorting him to safety, I believe is correct. Yes. All right. And that is where we rejoin. This is a great plan. So, uh, you guys have... You're in this tent. Well, fire is starting. We're inside. You're inside the okay. tent. I you, thought we were inside, but... You just, like, step through the threshold. You're just on the inside of this tent. And you're calling the, the guy forward. The last words spoken were by Ulseth saying, follow us, we'll lead you to safety. So let's pick up on that with a lovely persuasion check. From Wolsa. Oh. You're the one who persuaded people. Can I be watching to see their reaction while he does this? Because I want to know. So you're studying the, I, the three, I'm the focused, elves and this. I'm focusing four. on how believable this is to them. Sure. Sure. Just so. Just to remind you, I have advantage on charisma checks because of my, for some reason, speech of beast and leaf ability. That's only when you're talking to animals and plants. Yes. It says, and have advantage on When you're using the ability. Okay, well, <laughs> here I go. And, and. I suppose is dwarf an animal. Yes. You're going to start to say it online. Everything that is alive and is not a plant, bacteria, or like mold, spores, funguses. So anything that would fall into the category of animal, yes, but for game terms, no. Well, anyway, it was the best number. One? Yes. No, nine. nine. Oh. What's my gauge on this? Nice that was your roll. No, that's my total. Your total was nine. Okay. My roll was ten. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, his particular subclass actually can give him a bonus to persuasion. Mm -hmm. No, he actually had that option and chose not to take it. Oh, he had that option and chose not to take it? Yeah. Yeah, I did something else. Ah, well then. Considering how often you try to persuade people, maybe you should have taken. It was really as opposed good. to the bar. Persuading as much as I was. Uh, in the answer to the story is maybe they shouldn't die in the tent. Is that <laughs> they they don't look like they believe this. Okay. You're in there. 
they're they're giving you this look like who the fuck are you that's that's how they look is it just the three in this town yes it is the two elms and this dwarf that you'd kind of gotten the idea was the mm -hmm. leader and the tent was like erected up around them and they're the only three and there, were there guards outside that wasn't a 10 that was a 16. <laughs> my persuasion was 15 not nine the so six and the zero. Number. Yeah, the six and the zero. Those dates are light. actually kind of hard to read. They are, especially in this light. Yeah. So, Sorry, I had to correct that. That is okay. Yeah, with those dates in particular, I understand misreading them. Because I've ruled them and misread them. So, although it is slightly improved, the mm -hmm. new... By 50%. Yes. The, the new... Um, I don't want to say the, the new way that they, this is reflected is that they look a little bit more confused and less like who the fuck are you? Mm -hmm. So they're kind of on a this isn't right, but also we are under attack and like a tent ain't gonna really help us much is where they are, but they're not moving yet. <laughs> They didn't, like, jump to action on this one. Excuse me, dwarf! Leader! We really need to get going, otherwise the bad things will happen, so if you will please follow us, as I cast suggestion on him. What's the save on that? 14? 14. 14, okay. Let me move that up. Oh, and for my enjoyment today... I'm using my good dice. I'm not using my DM dice. I'm using my player dice. <laughs> We're gonna have to explain that to new players. It's all about luck. I don't think so. Who are you three? I don't recognize any of you. Where'd you come from? Turn. We came from outside the tent. I, I just say turn to both of you, mm -hmm. and I hurl my Coasterian flash grenade into the tent. <laughs> okay. Um, I turned around. It's been a while since I gave you those. Would you mind reading me the description? <laughs> yeah. A small cylinder, six inches in height and three inches in diameter, capable of temporarily blinding and stunning nearby enemy creatures when detonated. <laughs> Detonation requires the user to press a button on top of the cylinder and it triggers a three second fuse. When the fuse runs out, the device detonates, sending a blinding flash and, and deafening concussive wave. Upon detonation, every creature in 20 feet has to make a dex saving throw. On a successful save, they're deafened for one round. On an unsuccessful save, they're blinded for two rounds and deafened for one round. All right. Um, what was the save they have to make? Dex. Dexterity saving throw. Did you want us to run? I was we saying... three seconds. Yeah, I was saying, like, turn and move. Okay, so I was And high. what is the saving throw on that one? DC 15. D 15. Okay. Let's see what happens. I was aiming towards sort of the back of the tent. So yeah, away, away from you and yeah. towards them. Yeah. I kind of figured. Yeah. You weren't just, like, drop it at your feet. <laughs> this is how it works. <laughs> Did you push the button? Yeah, I said I used it. Oh. Wow. And you I need to remove it from my inventory, because that was my only one. But these are for chain. Okay. Ones. As you lob the grenade into the tent, 
um, I need you two now to run away to also make a dex throw with advantage. A okay. deck saving throw because I want didn't you. tell you exactly what she was going to be doing here, but she did give you warning. Uh, and you knew what you were doing, so you are safe. 21. Okay. 17. You both, right. you both are fine, and because you had warning and were the allies in this, you take no ill effects from this stun grenade because you had enough time, reaction, and awareness to make that happen, is the way I'm gonna rule that. The other three, you don't see exactly how they're affected, because the moment that this goes off, you all have turned away from it and, like, covered your ears. That's suspicious at all. <laughs> the tent, um, you feel this happen, collapses on you. You guys are just like at the edge of it, yeah. so you can pretty easily throw it off of yourselves, but the tent is now collapsed. The concussive wave having knocked out all of the internal supports, blown the flaps apart. It's like little shreds of canvas and leather everywhere. You don't know quite where these three are right now. The lumps. Or how they were affected by this but the tent is rightly fucked up. And now I am going to have the three of you roll initiative because combat is definitely engaged. <laughs> Classic. And give me just a moment here. If you wouldn't mind setting up your three characters and not the captain, just outside of that tent, which we will use for the moment only as a reference point. As it's flat. All right. And now, if you wouldn't mind removing that tent. Sorry, I blew up the tent. That's okay. Um, I was hoping to have a little bit of a display, but <laughs> you know, you don't always get what you want. It's a really nice tent. We've never gotten to use it in combat. <laughs> so here is the first one. And if you wouldn't mind putting that kind of on the, the far edge of the trees over on this side. Oh, way over here. Yep. And then this guy sort of right in here. They're, they're a good distance from you. Okay. And now I will reveal that map. And I need first nines. What is your initiative? Eight. Okay. And Ulsath? Ten. And Soria? Nineteen. Oh, you rolled well. Okay. Show off. Let's see for that. Oh, well. They roll pretty badly. And then they are. Did these guys look like strong or kind of like, you know, gangly or when I saw them, the guys in the tent? Did they look muscular or? The two elves weren't like, they were clearly athletic, but they weren't like ripped. Okay. This dwarf though? Oh. 
He looked jacked. Like yeah. jacked for a dwarf? Like jacked for a dwarf. Also, if you take that one. <laughs> so. Um the even though it is not on uh, the map, I don't have a good stand-in for a collapsed stack of leather and canvas. But somewhere kind of over in this area, which only the players can see, there, there's the remnants of a canvas sack, and it looks like there's a couple of bodies moving in there. In this area. Um, over in this oh, area. Oh, it's blown back. Yeah. Understood. For, uh... Just happen to have these sitting here. There are four just their barrel icons, and if you could group them together in a group of four and kind of place them over there, that's going to be our stand-in for the burlap scraps, basically. Great. That will work, so you guys have some yeah. awareness. Oh, there are things moving in that. You don't know which one is which for sure, but you see these shapes kind of stirring in there. And Soria, you are up first. You see these two, and they, they are running towards you. That's where we've come into this. They're running at you. All right. I immediately utter some words in Sylvan and create a pile of bright green uh, spores in my hand and blow it out over and it's a 20-foot cube, so I should be able to hit the entire pile of burlap and that one dwarf in a 20-foot cube. I think so. Um, just barely get all of them in my fairy fire spell. So I we're not going to... Grabbing the smoke from there now. <laughs> Moving it. I actually have a spell circle, so we can make sure it does hit everything. I would have argued that uh, we could have so convinced is, them that we aren't the enemy. Yep. Using a 20-foot cube, I should be able to... Yeah, yeah, you can. You'll miss that guy over on the corner. Yep. But I think you'll, you'll be all right. They have Angeline's cap, though. Okay, and what was... You were casting Fairy Fire? Yep. Or uh, DC 15 deck save, and I'm hoping that being covered in burlap, deafened and blind, or maybe blinded, will cause a problem making a deck save against it. Uh, yeah. I am gonna say that the three individuals in the tent who were unable because of the tent being on their faces see that you were even casting were unable to even be given the opportunity to make a reflex save against this because they couldn't see it happening. And they automatically fail. So just put three little status rings over there to hold that. And what is the save on this one? DC 15 dexterity. Okay. The last one also fails. So if all the very few rings out right now. Good enough. Okay, and anything else you'd like to do? Uh, yes, I'd like to take 15 feet steps back. Okay, 
next to some barrels. And that's my turn. All right, Ulseth, you're up. Um, are the, where are the tent stakes at this point? On the ground. Uh, it was a large tent, so there's quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. And some of them got kind of blown apart and pulled off with the tent with this blast that went out. Mm-hmm. There are still some basically right in front of you. Uh, some are as far as like 10 feet away at the far edge of where the tent was. Yeah, but, but there's like a couple right in front of you. Can I can I find like, oh, 16 or so? There weren't 16 stakes for the whole tent. How many are there? Uh, I'm going to say there's like five still on the ground of what were there. Five, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to pick up those 10 stakes. Okay. Go over to the canvas pile. Okay, I think I see where you're headed. Are you gonna try to stake them into their own? Oh, yes. Tent? Okay, great. Um, you can use what I will say is I'll allow picking up as a free action for this because you're just pulling a stake out of the ground. And it can be done pretty quick. It will take you 15 feet of movement, like kind of bend down, grab them, and move to all the five points. But you can get them and move 10 feet forward for 15 feet. Is that making sense? I can move 10 feet for 15. And grab all the stakes. Mm-hmm. Basically, grabbing all the stakes is taking you five feet of your 30 feet of movement. So I have 25 feet left. Yes, because you okay. move at 40, 40 feet per round, if I remember. That's how far it is to the tent. Yes. Yes. So put me up to the corner of the tent. <laughs> and uh, I take uh, down the tent around the insensate lumps that are inside of it. Glowing. They're also glowing green. They are glowing. As well um, as the whole town. Yeah. All right. You are there, and what I'm going to say is, because that's kind of the whole tent, you have time to stake one stake in with your action and a second stake in with your bonus action. Okay, well, I do that. In in that kind of corner there. I, uh, I take down at least that side of the tent. All right, I'm sort of making this up on the mm-hmm. fly. This is all improvised. Although, here. you know, with my strength and with a good hammer, I should be able to take no more than two seconds to pound a stake in. You also picked up five stakes, walked 30, 25 feet oh, I know. in That's six so ex- seconds. So exhausting. So. <laughs> okay, I got two stakes in. Yes, you got two stakes in. I got you one. You also I... don't have a hammer out. All of your. <laughs> I have one side of the tent nailed down. Yeah, I am. Being kind of generous on this one, given your strength and mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to move forward here. Yes. So you got a corner stake down with two of them. And that means that nines, you're up because you used all your actions to accomplish that. Wow, these guys rolled worse initiative than us. Yes, they did. They wow. rolled quite badly. Mm-hmm. Um, can you move me somewhat behind Olsef? Like there or further? Um, that should be good. I just don't want to be too far away from them because maybe we'll be able to flank some, uh... If they do, they're going to try to kill us now. Anyway, I'm going to look at, uh... That's uh, a good good assessment. 
I'm gonna look at the uh, lady dwarf in the back there. Okay. Use me, lady dwarf! Don't just stand there and help us, the bad guys will run this canvas! As I cast suggestion on her. Okay. Sure. If you don't know what's... And that's the this farther one over here, yes. right? Okay. Since she can't actually see uh, that. Uh, there's a wisdom save 14? Yes. Right? Okay. Anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, well... We'll inspire Olseth to... Whatever that is. Are you inspired? <laughs> that was true. If you're not inspired, I will keep playing. No, I am inspired. There's no more spires in here. Inspire no. through threat. <laughs> Very effective inspiration. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to do? Uh, that is it. All right. Uh... Then the next one up is the Lady Dwarf that has been hit with Fairy Fire and also with Suggestion. And she's going to run towards the tent here. Having seen what you did with the stakes, she's going to run first towards Ulsa. There we go. And they give me one of those. And she then takes it and moves the remaining to the other edge of the canvas and pounds it in as best she can. And that is her turn. <laughs> then it is the other one's turn who moves towards Soria. How far? Uh, 25 feet. Right back. <laughs> yep. And then takes the uh, you know what nope they're not gonna do that that is the end of their turn so um one of those fairy fire mm -hmm. is now at the corner there there yes <laughs> And it is Soria's turn. Oh, um, I turn into a panther. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Does that take your action bonus, or bonus action? Bonus action okay. to turn into a panther. Um, let me quickly roll my hit dice. Well, so if you just think I'm very charismatic, that I can get people to. Uh, help us mid combat. Mid combat. Um, I, am, I am always impressed by, by your ability to do that because without it, we'd be mostly dead. Let me see. Since I don't ever seem to persuade them, <laughs> you keep trying. You keep trying. I'm just saying, this is going to be a little fun. Let's see. I'm going to go 5, 10, 15, 20 feet over here and then run 20 feet straight at this dwarf because a panther can pounce by moving 20 feet in a straight direction. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 
inside. Circle around this guy and then pounce at him as a jaguar. <laughs> panther. Sorry. I... So you run at him as a panther, but you pounce at him as a jaguar. Yes, that's very confusing. <laughs> I circle around him a little bit and then pounce okay. at him as a jaguar. Alright. Um, and I get to make a claw attack. And he will have to make a if I uh, he'll have to make a strength saving throw of DC twelve. Okay. That is completely sideways. That one. Mm -hmm. On my attack. Okay. So you just but jump he right still up. makes the save, but my claw misses. Yes. Um. Oh no, sorry, he does not mean because I missed, he doesn't have to. Okay. You learning can... learning the Panther. Haven't had one before. You wind up a little short. Yeah. You misjudged your count. Wow. And wound up in front of him looking almost playful. You know. Uh yeah, I think because you're a Panther, you're probably not gonna take any other actions. Yeah. It is not old Seth's turn. Hmm. So is this uh, thing in the corner outside of the tent, or just... It's just inside of it. You can see the shape. It's still mm -hmm. on the inside. And that corner is not nailed down yet, right? That corner is not uh, nailed down. Well, Only right. these two on this side mm -hmm. are nailed down. Okay. Well, can I can I nail two, both corners, remaining corners? I will say if you use your movement... You should have enough movement to move around, and if you use your action and feet. bonus action, then yeah. Basically, your whole okay. turn. Yeah, if I'm gonna treat, I'm kind of treating these like an attack, and then because you attacked, you can attack again. Mm -hmm. I'm attacking that tent stake. Basically, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. I think. The dwarf for uh, was it her their assistance? Okay. I think that was very helpful. I will get the next two corners. All right. Uh, you and, do that and secure the the remainder of the tent. Okay. And I used my movement in action. I did. Did I use my bonus action as well? Uh, to stake all of them in, you have to use your bonus action. Okay. That's done. All right. So you are now on that corner. Yeah. And it's as staked down as you can get it. Mm-hmm. There's still uh, a fair bit of where they could crawl, like between stakes, and see if they could get out. But you've made mm -hmm. it more difficult for them. Then that's your turn. So nines, you're up. Right, so they're still all to kind of get together right now. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna walk up to the dwarf. The one that you have suggested? Yes, it's okay. just to help us contain these. I go get it. And I hand her the end of okay. rope. Like, hold this, we will tie them up. I think it's still within how I did the original suggestion. Because they I, clearly failed the... <laughs> original suggestion they would largely believe that that's still there i get my panther figure that i painted um yeah sure when you go get mm -hmm. your panther figure since we actually have one i i'm gonna later look up exactly the mechanics on suggestion but for today i'm gonna say 
we're a-okay. Because yeah, as far as it looks like, as long as they failed it, they will try to do the course of action as best as I can. And it doesn't seem there is a, uh, it can last up to eight hours or until they get hurt. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I, I think they would try. And so, okay. I will say that if you are attempting to use like the rest of your turn here to like just kind of like run around, get the rope around all the people still in the uh, tent. Yeah. How, how exactly you're trying to tie up like so the people in like underneath you, this tent? Well, you said one was kind of getting up and moving. It's still under there. All of them are under, but one shape sort of crawled to a corner. <laughs> Kind of just make a barrier because they won't see what's up, and it's not like they're crawling like on their tummy. They're like on their all fours right now. Yeah. Then yeah, we're just gonna try to just like wrap it around low. So as either if they get over it, then we just tighten it, and then we have them in essentially a giant exactly. burlap sack. Yeah, you're making a sack out of the. Tent. Yeah, so we're making a giant burlap sack. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um That's exactly make... how you anticipated this combat going. <laughs> mm -hmm. Th this is a lot of improvisation here. Make an intelligence check. I want to see this hard way of trying to make us fail. I, I want to see if nines can reason this out on how to make this this kind of complex torn up tent. Torn up tent into a uh, canvas trap at this point in six seconds. I want to just emphasize this is all happening in like a six second time span. Uh, 13, and he has seen a bag before. Whip a drawstring. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay. You you wrap the, the rope around a tent in a manner in which you believe will contain them. This will also take that individual's turn. That individual comes next in the initiative order. And to accomplish this, you will use your remaining movement, action, and bonus action. Yeah, this is just a fairly the... involved thing. Have nice run around the burlap sack. Yeah, that's good role playing. Yeah, th there we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else from that? I don't think so. No, no I, I could inspire Ulsef, but he's still inspired. And you've already used your bonus action to accomplish all that. As I established, that guard used their action to attempt to reasonably contain mm -hmm. these perceived threats. So run that guard around the... Yes, yeah, give, give, give them a little role-playing loop around there. There we go. Marvelous. So that brings up the I guard congratulate them on their nut. <laughs> next to Soria. Uh, Soria. It's a... As a panther, what's your AC? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. I think it's a jaguar at the moment, though. 
the figures uh, a painted one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the figure is a jaguar, but you are indeed a, a big cat. Yes. Uh, okay. The guard a little weirded out that a moment ago you were a dwarf, a dwarf, and now you are a panther, but not totally thrown off here. Attempts to thrust a javelin towards you. Indeed, catches you in the side and does ten damage to you. Oof! Ooh, thank God for that panther help. Ten piercing damage. I'm still a panther. And that is its turn. So Soria, uh, wait just one moment. Forgot that one in the corner. Starts to push up against the canvas here and is uh, kind of pulling the stake out and like fighting that against the rope. Mm -hmm. That one that's in the corner. And now it's Surya's turn. Um, well, I suppose I'll make a uh, bite attack against this guy. Okay. And roll really bad today. 12. Uh, you lunge forward with your teeth and you hit this guy's shield and just kind of get bounced off of it. I'm going to turn it on. Okay. Figure it's an attack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Uh, no. He misses? He does miss. 15, 20. I have 40 movement as a panther. Uh, I'll swing around way over there. Okay. Okay. That's my turn. Um. Then we're back to Ulseth. Um. Let's see. Zoria's far enough away, so if I say flame on, a fine panel. No, it's keyworded to my voice, so. Oh, okay. So I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I like my flamey sword. But your kiln does turn on in my back now. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, you raise, use your bonus action to ignite your sword. Raise my flaming sword. Yep. Against the one that's starting to emerge. Okay, sure. We're going to cut the burlap sack and use a flaming sword. Um, let's find out. 22. You're going to destroy the yep, structural that'll, that'll integrity. That'll hit roll for damage there. Okay. Might destroy the integrity of the statue, but we'll find out. And uh, forcefully bring the side of the blade down, so non-lethally at this point. Smash my flaming sword into... <laughs> you're, okay, you're essentially creating an oven for them, so I don't... <laughs> I do five slashing damage and six burning damage. Um, since you're using the edge, I'm going to call the five bludgeoning damage, since you're not using the blade. But I won't change the damage at all, just call it bludgeoning. Mm -hmm. You... That... The, the tent is now on fire. Oh, no. <laughs> the tent is on fire, and 
it is now spreading fairly quickly on this. There were lamps in that, were there, with oil. Well, yes, but that oil is now many places. Uh -huh. Is that because of a concussion grenade that was thrown in there? Uh -huh. And that oil is now many places, including on the tent, uh -huh. covering the tent. Uh -huh. That they are inside, and uh -huh. the tent is now on fire. Uh -huh. Also, it's nailed down. And the tent, well, it, you know, things that catch on fire don't stay on uh, the nail for all that long. They usually burn up. So we'll see how long which lasts. Uh, you have movement speed left. Is there anywhere you'd like to move? Well, can I do... Bonus action to I, turn I, your I, sword I, on. Bonus action to turn your sword on. Right, so I don't have a second attack. Correct. Yeah. I do say, if you surrender now, we will release you from the burning tent. No one pays any attention to this. Um, Even with my charisma. Nine, but it's your turn. I might be distracted. <laughs> um, have me 30 feet away from everything. <laughs> the dwarf that attacked you. Oh. Oh, that one? Yes. Oh, you want to get closer? Uh, no, wait, uh, never mind. Keep me about 40 or 50 feet away from him. I was like in the wrong spell. Okay. Okay. Excuse me, dwarf! Which one are you shouting at? The, the one, one that, that I saw, yeah. This guy. Okay, yeah. The barrel dwarf. My shield! Did your mom buy it for you? As I cast Vicious Mockery at him. Yeah, it's a DC 14, right? Yep. Roll for damage. Three. Three, hey! Hey, moving up in the world! Okay. And he's got disadvantage on attack. He just looks at you and goes, Yeah. Yeah. I'm more And. Your mom has terrible taste. And now it's that one's turn, the one that had been helping. I mean, if it looks like they're escaping, then she should arguably still be helping. Right now, the tent is on fire. There's a growing hole. I'm gonna... Give her a perception check or something. Yeah. yeah, she's getting an opportunity to figure out that maybe something's not quite right here. This look comes over her face and she kind of shakes her head like, help. And then where did nines go? In relation? Yeah, okay. Opposite five. She jumps over through the middle of the tent you hear a couple of from the inside as she clamors over and is now going to attack nines. Mm -hmm. What's your AC? 13. That will hit and you take seven damage as uh, she lunges this long spear at you and it catches you along your your arm. Why would you do that? Uh, that one's turn. It uses 25 feet, its entire movement, um, to move towards you, Soria. And then it is gonna throw its weapon at you. Free javelin. <laughs> <laughs> Another free spirit. 
<laughs> which does five damage to you. Okay, right, even at disadvantage. Oh, I have forgotten about the disadvantage. Thank you for reminding me. And that makes a difference because this time it misses. The and first time it hit. Thank but... you for reminding me. Um, that spear flies wide of you and embeds itself in the ground just behind you. Oh, should have gone in the tree. Three spear. Three spear. I'm a cat. Three spear. Okay. I was trying to see if that could work, but Can like I... the angle just isn't quite. Right. Can I grab another model? You can grab another uh, that I want to use. A different mo- Sure. Okay. Go right ahead. Um, <laughs> let's see here. The one in the corner continues to push against this tent and kind of struggling to move around here um, and take but fails to find any like way out and is just confused and not moving that brings us to soria's turn all right all right back up a little mm -hmm. here okay and then i am going to use my bonus action to wild shape Okay. Into an ox. Okay. Uh, I have to roll hit points back because I reset my hit points. All right. Let's see what happens. All right. <clears throat> and now I'm going to charge 20 feet straight at him with my horns. Okay. Um. So I get to make a char uh, charge attack with my horns that is uh 21 to hit that will hit um and he proceeds to take then um and, uh 18 piercing damage as i gore him with my horns <laughs> 18 piercing dang holy cow you, <laughs> you, you get him straight through the gut and you've got this dwarf up like, on your horn like cow. Like over here on your left horn and completely gored through your horn goes through his center torso around his abdomen there is a a lot of blood that's dripping down your horn from this guy. He's he's not in a good way right now. Okay. Um, sad. He's on your horn at the moment. All right. Any other any other effects from your ability? No. Okay. Just um, bonus damage. So you have now gored him and he's on your horn. Um. I have a lot more hit points now. <laughs> Okay. Full set. Full set help. I am helping you. Move me around so what, what stunning wordplay. Full set help. I am helping. <laughs> you need help. You need help. Execute help. Exe. Um, that would be a net twenty. Woo. 
Okay, so you're going after the one that's standing there. There, I'll that fairy fight. Got it. That, that, that will definitely hit. Wow. And crit, so... So basically, I roll twice and then just add my bonus. Yes. Okay, so... That's seven and seven to begin with. Uh, uh, 13 splashing damage. Okay. And uh, 16 flame damage. Jeez, crit. And that's including your strength modifier in that? Uh, just once on the slashing damage. Okay, just wanted to make sure you counted that in there. Mm -hmm. You bring your main hand down and cut right through this dwarf's midsection. Ooh. And you see some of the some of her That's okay. innards just no, start filling out at this It's point. not necessary. You guys chose the lethal option. This is what happens. <laughs> and she is not doing well. You have another attack up. I do. This dwarf in front of you stumbles back on one leg for a second. All you have to do is help us. Yeah. Uh, 22. That will also hit. And if your offhand is anything to go by. Six. Six. Um, a lot of damage. Okay. You bring this blade across and Cut her straight across the face. There's now this big bleeding wound that covers from one cheek to the other. And she's just kind of stunned with how much damage she has just taken. And she is sort of staggered down to one knee. Nine, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to attack her with my rapier. Okay. That's going to be 13. You slash out with your rapier, and she manages, however feebly, to raise her shield to block you. And I'm going to use my two-weapon fighting, and with my free claw, go in with another attack. Okay, go ahead. That's a nat 20. Okay, what, what's the uh, damage? That uh, one's just a d4. Okay, go. Plus your strength. Yeah? Um... Yeah, I think it's just going to be a plus one. I think I just don't add my modifier, which doesn't matter for uh, plus two, but... All right, go ahead. Make a roll. Twice. Did a massive two damage. Mm -hmm. Total? Yes, three damage. Three damage total. Yes, I cannot roll d4s to save my life. As you sink your <laughs> claws... From your first attack with your rapier that gets deflected, and you swing your claws around to the outside. You catch her neck, and she just goes... <laughs> and as you pull back out, this little shower of blood sprays up, and she falls limp to the ground. Also, this doesn't usually happen. No. <laughs> it is now... This, is, this was a very surprising Is there anything thing. else you want to do? I'm shocked. Okay, it's now the other one's turn. Off. That's on Thoria's <laughs> horn. Um, it, it's reactions to try to stab you. 
given that it doesn't have a weapon drawn because it threw it, uh, I'm going to see if we can get at its offhand because it's a little incapacitated. This, this guy, he's hurting. He manages to reach around, grab his knife, and because he's close to you, He's going to roll with advantage on attacking you with a knife since he's on your horn. Okay. My ace is 10 as an ox. He hits and deals... 9 damage to you. Well, stabbing this knife into your neck and then tries to use some of his remaining... Basically, tries to use his movement to pry himself off of you using a strength check, which he promptly fails. Slam into a tree. Um, it is that one. Let's that's kind of under the tarp there. The taking which is higher damage, which is very you don't know. Well, which is really disoriented and not doing well. Um, still trying to push their way out. Can't seem to get any purchase here. Um, and that brings us back up to the top of Soria. Are the other two trying to do anything? It, they're sort of like sort of shifting around. They, they got blinded and mm -hmm. they... Yeah. Um, you can see that one fairy fired guy is is gone now, so you can can yeah. knock them over. That 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 one's gone. <laughs> I will. Do I see what's happening with the tent at this point? I've been sort of focused in this one on one thing. Um, I think you're just obsessed with blood. You are you are facing away. <laughs> From the tent, you but probably I see ye... as an ox here. Yeah, you can see kind of out of the side. It hasn't been your focus. It's not the only fire. It's sort of blending in with right. all of the fires that you all decided to set. And not lethally. As at this point, <laughs> Obviously. the pirate crew, and you do get a glimpse of the captain off in the distance engaging with others here. So you see this very large melee is now ensuing. Okay. Can I just take this guy off my horn as like a um, what, what would that take to shake him off? Let's call this a let's call this a strength attack okay. against what, the... what kind of action would it take me? I'm asking. I'll say that this could be the standard or bonus. Okay, I'm gonna conserve my standards, so I'll shake them off with my bonus. Okay. Ideally, as I move. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that this is an opposed check because he's trying to get off of your horn. Mm -hmm. uh, nat 20 plus four. Whoa. <laughs> you, you managed this is to not like, typical. This flip is your horn up like, and kind of toss him over here. Yeah, he moves about five feet that way and lands with this 
thud. No, I thought you were going to try to throw him into the fire. Um, no, I thought about it. How can you not? The whole place is on fire. And he's just... <laughs> as he hits, but he's off your horn. So you now have movement and standard action. I walk over to the tent and trample the fire to put it out. Are you at least going to trample the people underneath it? I trample the fire to put it out. Okay. Um, there are, at this point, two squares of fire on that one and that one. Okay. So... Make a strength roll. Uh, 16. Okay. And I am on marsh ox, because that's the only ox I've seen. Yes. I have described them as having wide hooves to go at the swamp. Yes. Um, you, you managed to stamp out the near one. So that one to, just to my right? Yes. Okay. You managed to stamp out a near one. Alright. Now, uh, the, the one in the opposite corner from you is not stamped out. Mm-hmm. Um, can you... Roll a d6 and add your strength modifier. Okay. Uh, adding strength, that's six. Okay. You hear from underneath the area where you've been stamping this series of... <laughs> as you stamp the fire out. And anything else you want to do? That's on my action. Cool, Seth, it's your turn. So is the... Uh... The other dwarf, the one that was impaled. He's alive. Still alive. <laughs> but incapacitated, what's the status there? He's on the ground, but the last that you knew, he wasn't dead. <laughs> but not moving. You haven't been paying attention to it, so Ulsa's perception is uh, down, but not out. Okay, and what's the situation inside the slightly less burning tent now? Uh, there's an ox standing on where you knew a person to be, mm-hmm. stomping furiously. <laughs> they put the ox on the fairy fire ring. Um, um, to put that out. Mm-hmm. And the fire is still spreading in that, uh, the corner to that ox's left. The nines. Mm-hmm. Um, you who are in the burning tent, you may surrender now. Um, you using your action to. Um, I'll say you can use a bonus action if you want to attempt like a persuasion. I want to here. use a bonus action first. Okay. Do you have any points in intimidation? Go ahead and make a persuasion roll. It's always fun. Um, wow, eighteen. Wow. Okay. You rolled a nineteen. I rolled a nineteen. Yeah. Nice. Um, you you are not aware of any effects because two of them are underneath the, the tent. You can't see how they react. And the other one is currently underneath an ox. Mm-hmm. So you can't see how that one reacts. Um, I will, with my action, um, looking up at the ox that I know to be Zoria, because we've seen this kind of thing before, um, will uh, attempt to stomp out the last fire. Okay. 
the fire what has should I use water? I think it's... the fire is spread around a bit mm -hmm. so if you want to try to put out the fire i'm going to say it's going to take um 10 feet of movement and your standard action to try to shuffle around and stamp this out with your feet yeah that i do that okay and do i need to do an athletics or anything uh no i'll say that you can just move around i move around stampede. and do and try to stamp this fire out. A bunch of stampies. You're a little, you're a little more dexterous than the 600 plus pound ox. And let's see, if, let's see if you manage to contain all the fire, which isn't necessarily up to you. Mm -hmm. It's fire. No. Okay. You managed to put out everything that would have spread back to where you're. Soria is, mm -hmm. but not quite everything on your right side where the other two people are. Okay. And that part of it is still spreading. Nines, it is your turn. Uh, Unless Seth wants to use another like 20 feet of movement, I guess. No. Okay. I'm fine where I am. So we're trying to put that fire now? Yes. We are giving them a chance to surrender so that we may uh, inter interrogate them and find out what the plans are here. All right, so is that area between the two of them still on fire? This spot here. Uh, that is not on fire yet, but right, right in there. it is likely soon to become on fire. Uh, that what? is where the fire is still spreading. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go to wherever the fire is. Okay. And I'll attempt to put it out by swinging a club at it. Okay. Mm. It, it is most unfortunate that there are two enemies underneath that spot. Mm. Huh. <laughs> so I rolled a... 15 with old bumper. Okay, so you're aiming for the fire and not the people, right? I'm aiming for that general area. <laughs> yes. So indiscriminate. Yeah, just... If there's fire, well, I'll hit it. If there's not... Okay. It's, a, it's unweirdly club. It's like 10 pounds. Um, I have a strength of plus one. I'm just not okay. worried about my... Uh, love getting uh, caught on fire. Then, um... You manage to put out most of the fire doing this. The, it's now just some embers, some smoldering little bits. That's what is remaining in that area. And is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, no. I think that's... I just don't really have any bonus actions. I'm not going to try to swipe out with my cloth. Okay. <clears throat> the other guard gets up and moves uh, 10 feet towards you. And that's its turn. It is a pretty beat up at this point. They must be paying um, a good amount of money if he's still trying to fight. 
the the shapes in the tent now uh, one of them ooh, one of them stabs upward with a knife just a simple looking knife but large and cuts a hole above where the tent was and please put this figure in place of one of the the fairy fires although he's still fairy fire yes and then that was say stand up and do that most of movement but not all and he is gonna I'll do this. Run 10 feet this way. That way? Yes. Like is that provoking the tag of opportunity? Not from nine. Not uh, not from nines. It does from Ulseth because he left yeah, and me. the hitbox. Yes, and from you, Mrs. Ox. Okay. My opportunity is with my main hand. Yeah. You swing and find nothing but air with your weapon. Soria. Dirty 20. Okay. You managed to flip this dwarf with, I'm guessing your horns? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oops. <laughs> uh, six, six piercing. Okay. You catch the dwarf with your horns, and uh, it, is it is it piercing? Is that the type yep. of damage you do with this? And kind of pierce into his side as he's running away. He will then turn around and aim at. Oh, we actually got advantage on those. Oh, we should have had advantage, shouldn't we? Because he's very uh, fired. Yes, you should have. So, see if you crit. No. No? Um, but I I did get a, uh, 521. Okay, you can now roll for damage as well. Sorry about that. That's okay. I had forgotten the oh, Lots going on right now. Um, I think I've also forgotten some concentration checks with all that's going on when I got stabbed. Yeah, we both did. That's that okay. Was, that was six. That uh, happens. Six slashing and six fire. Okay. You bring your sword down and catch him on his back as he's running, but he seems largely unfazed by both of these things. Mm-hmm. Just letting a little <clears throat> each time. Um, thank you for reminding me about concentration checks. Cause I had forgotten about concentration with the fairy fire as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was too busy getting animal. The other fairy fire stands up and now add... The one that's not under my feet. The one that's not under your feet. Please add this one, too. And this one also moves away. Which direction? Uh, Right next to 
the other dwarf that had gotten him. Like that? Yep. Because, well, no, we abused our reactions. Yeah. Except and, nines. And that guy is actually a, an elf, but I didn't have any elves in here. Just for well, clarity. And there are Yeah. The one that just got up is an elf. This is D&D. We only deal in hard reality. <laughs> so that's what happens there. Uh, that does provoke an attack of opportunity from nine, so go ahead. It's gonna be a nine. Uh, you flash out with your rapier, attempting to zero them, but finding more of like a zero. Mm-hmm. So, it's my least favorite number. The other one under the tent, now having an ox on top of them. Yeah, I don't know how much a marsh ox weighs typically. Uh, but a regular ox is about six hundred pounds. Yeah, this is gonna do. You are standing on top of what you're now is fairly certain to be an elf, mm-hmm. and you can feel under your hooves wriggling, wriggling, and then some snapping as you go. I'm not, like, actively trying to crush them. Do you actively try to crush an ant when you walk on it? Yes. No? Because that's kind of what's going on right now. Okay. You are a 600-pound animal standing on something. You don't need to be actively trying to crush. Only the 300-front part (laughs) pounds of the front side are there. The back side have the other 300 pounds. Yeah. Yes. All right. That one is pinned underneath you and fails a strength check to push its way out. Sorry, it is your turn. All right. If I just swing my head to the side and see the dwarf I gored, mm-hmm. how, just based on my medical experience that I have, mm-hmm. how fatal does that gore wound look? Without magical treatment or the absolute best medical care you can imagine, he will die. Okay. Um, here is a procedural question. Yes. It says, as a as a wild shape, I can't cast spells, and I lose my ability to speak, or you take action that requires hands. So mm-hmm. I can still use, um, but I can still use, like, class features class, race, and other features. Yes. As long as I'm physically capable. So, okay. I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Balm of the Summer Court, which is one of my class features. And it's not a spell. Yeah, it's not a spell. So, my, I, I just look over at this guy, and my ox eyes flash green, and I will focusing on his gore wound, give him two points of healing mm-hmm. and one temporary hit point just to uh, keep him from bleeding out from this gore wound I caused. You think... Um, you think... Well, you know that you've done some amount of good. Mm-hmm. You aren't sure how, how much yeah. good you've been able to do exactly. Yeah. And then I'm going to let me see. I go. 
Yeah, so I'm going to kind of back up this way. It's kind of moving is a little awkward because I'm a large beast. Mm -hmm. And then I should be able to charge 20 feet straight at this guy. Okay. With um, my map. One with the yeah. green base? Yes, the one with the green base. Go ahead and make an attack roll. All right, and this is advantage because mm -hmm. of fairy fire. Mm -hmm. um, that is a 25 to hit. That will hit. And I will do... Um, 5, 11, uh, 15 piercing damage as I gore him with my, <laughs> with my horns. Okay. You managed to gore him. Um, unlike the last one, you don't get him up on your horn, but you do, like, pierce right into him and pull your horn back out. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of damage done by this. He screams out. Ah! And anything else you want to do? That's all my actions. Okay. Cool, Seth. Um, could we tell if they were trying to run away or if they were just getting out of the tent? You have no idea. You have no... Con you know they're trying to get away from where they were. And mm -hmm. context other than that, you don't have. Can I... Can't really tell where the ox is. I know I can flank the green base with nines. Don't well, worry about flanking. You have. No, advantage. that's right. It's advantage. Mm -hmm. um, put me around to our left of the brown based one. That's an elf, right? Yes, that is an elf. Okay, I'm going to attack the uh, elf with non-lethally with my flaming sword. Okay. <laughs> flaming sword. Just like, just like you're... So many problems. <laughs> you're non-lethal non gunner. Hey, I healed it. <laughs> yes, you did. 12, uh, 18. To hit? Yes. That will hit. Doing... Uh, 7 slashing and 10 fire damage. Okay. Whenever you do non-lethal, I'm basically just going to call it bludgeoning. Because, bludgeoning flames. Yeah. Yes. You're still trying to set them on fire. Yeah, well, uh, can I put that out? They do take a nasty singe from this, and you club them over the head. And, oh! Ah. So you connect with that, and you can continue with your I turn. I will with my... Uh, Pommel of Alashalar. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, still has advantage. That would be uh, 17. Once you strike out with Alashalar, they manage to raise their shield and deflect the blow this time. Anything else you want to do on your turn? Um, I don't think we need it yet. No. Okay. Then nines, your turn. I'm going to turn to the dwarf that was gored. Hmm? The first dwarf that was gored. Y well, yes. Yeah. The one that's severely damaged. The one that was just healed a little bit. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, dwarf! Unless you want to get gored again, I suggest you turn around! As I intimidate him. 
Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna call this um, using your bonus action on this. God. That is going to be 21. Um, you don't see him take any immediate action from this. What else do you want to do on your turn? Um, I am going to insult him. And also, your puny shield did nothing. You should ask your mom to take it back. Because you suck. Okay. Go ahead and roll for damage. Hey, four. All right. Wow, that never happens. A little tear just comes dribbling down. And I'm like, turn um, around. And the tear's a little bloody. Mm -hmm. I feel bad. <laughs> but they are capturing change lines. Maybe he was pressing the service. Yeah. Anything else that you want to do? Uh, no, that should be. Well. No, I'll just stay there. There's a chance he might attack me if I try to back away. Okay. Then that one gets up and charges towards the ox. Which one? You, the, okay. the one that had been previously gored and you did a little healing too. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's charging at me. Yes, and it's attacking you from behind. Shows his gratitude. Wow. Nice. Wow. I really thought his intimidation should be a lot lower. During how attempts to is. grapple you. It's grappling my butt. He's <laughs> trying to jump on top of you. Um, I mean, you're an ox right now. Mm -hmm. So he's basically trying to. So I get a contested athletics check. Yes. Bad, uh, eight. He's now on top of you and gripping onto your mane. Uh, and is taking no further action right now. And that that's what he's doing. You're not quite sure of what what's going on. I just got around. I, I've never seen an ox shrug before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ox shrug. Then that one, the one with the brown, mm -hmm. the, the, the green owl. base, oh, the, the, dwarf. The, the dwarf. The dwarf calls out as it moves um, 30 feet away and triggers two attacks of opportunity. Way over this one? Yep. Gotta take this one out. Nines, do you want to use your attack of opportunity? Sure. Alright, and Soria, do you want to use yours? Sure. Okay. Hit 25. Okay. You're gonna roll that. I have to use my uh, what was it? club or can I use my rapier? You were just intimidating with yeah. the club. Uh, I'll say that you can use your club, and I really should have made you use an action to, like, draw it out, but I forgot, so... Go ahead. Well, and use your the, the rapier's better. Okay. I am not proficient with a club. I just think it makes me look intimidating, because it does. <laughs> I mean, that's its mechanical function, yes. Go ahead and roll with your rapier. Uh, that's gonna be 21. You, you hit, actually. 
I, you don't hit often with your rapier. That's going to be seven points of damage. Ooh, that okay. was very good pokey damage. Six. To hit? No, I rolled a 25. Oh, 25, hit. okay. You both managed to connect, and he kind of stumbles away for a minute, but then does, does make it over to the edge and calls, Assholes, get over here, And two more dwarves appear from over on that edge. On here? Well, said so we should have left them in bag. We should have. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. As well as a ballista next to the, um, in between them, actually. They, like, roll it in? Yeah, they, they roll it in. Yeah. And... Then... Uh, they get to go. So oh, they were on good initiative. No, it's just all at the bottom of the Oh, but he was the last guy on the initiative. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's basically you three and then everything else because <laughs> you rolled two old numbers and the rest <laughs> of them didn't. Hmm. The highest, the highest initiative roll was not a number; it was a concept. <laughs> it was thinking about taking initiative. Do I want a battle? Okay. I am on a couple things here. The first one, which is the one on the right. All right. Ah, uh, yes. The red base. Yes, the red base. Trying to do that from your perspective, making sure I got that right. The first one, the one on the right there, red base, slams his fist down onto the ballista, firing a bolt. Oh, I thought maybe it would hurt his fist. Which sails between you three and embeds itself in the tree. It's, these bolts are about six feet long with a big old iron head to them and it just goes smashing into a tree, kind of shattering it into two pieces as it's wedged in there. The tree didn't fall, <laughs> but it's split now where that ballista hit, and it's kind of wedged in between these two halves. Yeah, I miss some scissors. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. destroy the scenery. It then grabs another bolt from next to it, and loads it into the ballista. The next one then takes some time, wind the ballista back again using a fairly quick mechanism, and then slams his fist down and fires another shot towards you three. And it sails wide and through the tree line beyond where you can see. <laughs> then uses his remaining action to grab some bolts from the other side, um, loads it and cocks it again. So that's their turns. And it is now the there are a lot. The of... one in the tent still? Yes. It, it's actually the green base one. 
He just ran away though. The brown the, base. The brown base. Sorry, the brown base is turned. Ness, that elf screams out, "You idiot! Stop firing!" As he's running away, which would trigger attacks of opportunity from uh, Soria, but you've used yours, so it triggers one from Ulsa. Which way are they running? Kind of towards Greeny over there. <laughs> Um, you do have advantage from very fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, 24. That will hit, yeah. Doing four slashing, but uh, nine fire. 13 altogether? Mm-hmm. Okay. You swing out. 14 altogether. 14 altogether. I like how you get a 14, you're like, oh. Meanwhile, I get seven, I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> you slash out with your sword, catching him across his back as he's running. Let's out a little yelp as he's seared with your sword and blade, but keeps on moving towards and catches up to uh, the dwarf that had been running. That brings us to Tent Guy. Tent Guy. Who, is, who now stands up from that tent Finally, is fairy fired. And this is also an elf, technically. That is also an elf. Yes. Using our imagination. And begins running away up, kind of in the uh, direction towards me. Moves 30 feet that way. Well, if they're standing, uh, only 15. Yes. Correct, 15. Thank you. Not to be too pedantic. No, you're right. And that is their turn. They're just trying to get the help away from all of you. Sorry, it is your turn now. So I have a dwarf on my back. Correct? Yes. And there's uh, this ballista crew happening. Yes. Um. I'm going to turn a little bit this way and charge straight at the blue one, tilting my head down and just knowing there's a ballista between me and them. Mm-hmm. Just head down, horns out, no, hit the ballista first and keep pushing through towards this blue base or purple based one. Okay. And I'll hopefully give this guy on my back a bumpy enough ride to knock him off while I'm doing it. All right, make an attack roll. Uh, I need my axe stab. Um, plus six. Okay, that's uh, 24. Okay, roll four damage. And since I am charging, we get extra. Uh, 9, 10, 14 piercing. Okay. You smash through the ballista, sending its uh, pieces and fragments and bits of rope flying all over the place, releasing the energy stored within it, and it snaps back. Uh, you take, because of your proximity, three points of slashing damage from 
the tension stored within all of its rope and everything hitting you. Mm-hmm. You did 14 piercing damage, yeah. right? Okay. As you charge through, you kind of push the other two a bit to each side, and you're now standing between them. Since, since the dwarf was on her back, did he take any of that damage from the uh, stored energy? Or did he fall off on the way there? Because I was giving him he, a bumpy run. He did not fall off. You felt him hang on as tight as he possibly could. To you. And you don't know if he took any damage. You can't see. You really couldn't see. And neither of, of you could tell what was going on. Um... That brings us up to Ulseth's turn. <laughs> I think I think the elf moved me over to uh, the brown base. Basically, just diagonal straight to the brown base. And this guy's on top of me, but I'm not able to get yeah. him on a thing. So I raised the uh, sword, mm-hmm. attacking with advantage. Uh, that's not good. Um, uh, you, yeah, you had advantage, right? Yeah, okay. yeah only 12. On the L, brown base. Oh, yeah. But I used my offhand. This time, um, doing two 19s, uh, I hit with a 25. Yep, that will hit. Doing... All of five slashing damage, but I then decide to use my action surge and attack with my main hand again. How much damage did you say? Five. five. Okay. Yeah. And you're attacking the brown base. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that time is seventeen. That does not hit. Oh, that's right. It's AC is eighteen. Okay. <laughs> Well, that was just sad. Yeah, I should have inspired you, but... As you swing out with that, he raises up an axe that he's wielding. Oh, not an axe, I'm sorry. A big hammer that he's wielding and just blocks it, parries your attack. And Nines, it's your turn. Uh, Can I do a quick reaction uh, perception to see the state those two are in? Which two? Uh, The two running away. Brown so the, the two elves? Yeah. Oh. One of them was a dwarf. There is a dwarf there, and... He, he's referring green. to brown and green. Brown and green? Okay. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll say, if you're trying to study him, we call it a bonus action to... You're just trying to see, like, how messed up they are? Yeah. Like. All right, go ahead and roll a perception check. It's a bonus action. That's an eight. The... It's messed up there, not the backseat. <laughs> it's not hard to tell that the brown base is pretty messed up. It's a lot of blood running down from this side of his face. He's been gored, slashed, lit on fire a bit. The, he's not doing great. The green base, the elf, is... Dwarf. What? Isn't the green base the dwarf? Did I have the reverse? Green base is the first one I described. Sorry. The brown base, the elf, is not nearly as bad as that, but is also still struggling. You don't know exactly how bad, but this elf is holding his side, and uh, 
you know, wincing in pain. And there's plenty of blood on his clothes as well. So that's what you get. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll still try to stop them then. And just ignore the yellow one. I assume so. If they're fleeing. Um, I will. You said the green one was the uh, most messed up one. Yes. I'm going to run up them with my rapier. Okay. And attempt to incapacitate them. Okay. By stabbing. Sure. Not hitting them with the hilt. And I got a dirty twenty. Okay. You managed to hit. Yeah. Everything's everything's coming up nine. You are. And I did minimum damage for three. Okay. When you snap <laughs> out with your sword, sort of like running, charging, lunging attack. You think it looks awesome? It mm-hmm. looks pretty Can I cool. Like this one where it has a nine. That would have been a lot better. Um, you stab it into his shoulder, and he he reaches over, grabs your rapier, pulls it out. And then, um, grabs onto this amulet that you now notice that he's wearing. Squeezes it, and you hear a little crunch. Mm. And he starts pulsating with energy. And you see him grow slightly, and his, all of his muscles throughout his body are just like, tensing and pulsing. His veins start throbbing. And this dark energy is surrounding him and coursing through him. And he says in a, a tone far too deep, which I can't actually get to, just... And uh, at that point, all of them that you are fighting and that aren't dead. Okay, you guys um, killed one? One. I was busy. That they all turn and run. Um, can I activate my feline agility and run as far away from him as I can be? <laughs> um, yeah, you can. I do that. Okay. I don't know how it doubles my movement speed. I'm not sure if you just want to double it from wherever I started. Like that. Uh-uh. Molsev, I suggest you run away. Mm, I was wondering if I got an attack of opportunity on the brown base one. Um, yes, you do. You do get an attack of opportunity on the brown base. I'm going to do that. Okay. Hold on, my back running. No. Uh, but the other two. 20, 25. Yeah, that will hit. That does. Oh, that's really pretty mediocre. <laughs> uh, seven slashing, and all of three fire. Okay. And what type of damage are you trying to do? Lethal or non-lethal? Um, non-lethal damage. With which I can do with only three fire. Okay. Yeah. Well, you also have the seven, right? Yeah. The yeah, seven. Seven. Seven bludgeoning, as we've yeah. gone over. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hit the green, knocks knocks the green one down no, on his back. 
Okay, yeah. Or the brown, excuse the brown me. One, the yeah. brown one. Keep getting those confused. Because I can't really see them from behind the DM screen. The one that didn't turn over. Yeah. They're knocked over. All smoky. They're knocked over. The one who didn't, the one who didn't turn over. clothes go... Why is everyone's clothing so flammable? Because you, there were several oil lamps inside, oh, yeah. and you burst them, and it's also a flame sword, so it kind of ignites things. And he's down, engulfed in flames at the moment. All the rest have turned, and they're running. Except the one on my back. Except the one on your back. Should I, like, be removing them? The um, or are they just is there active any action you guys have basically a round to do react to any of this are we still in order you are still in order so it's Soria's turn okay so the two on the ground next to me are running yep they turn here and they are they are running away I'll drop them out yep and <laughs> You would get an attack of opportunity on them. I'm not going to bother. Okay. The one on your back is not. This yellow one also ran. The yellow one is now off the map. I just wanted to be clear what the current. Yep. And green base is off the map as well. The growly one. They left. Yeah, the that one that said move turn ran all pulsing and messed up um i'm going if it's my turn what i would do is um as a bonus action put um one hit point into the unconscious elf so that they are not unconscious okay and dying they're still on fire. Yeah, but they're not unconscious. So they're Trample, not losing fire lives. Out. Okay. And then I'd like to use my standard action to try and buck the guy on my back off of me. All right. This is going to be an opposed strength check. Um, strength 23. You managed to toss him to the side, uh, but just barely. He kind of lands right to your side and is curled up all, all like fetal-like. On his feet, or...? Um, I'm going to make a dexterity saving throw, see how he lands. Um, yeah, he managed to lay on his feet, but it's kind of curled up, Crouching. protecting himself. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess that I will... Anything else you want to do? I'll back up. Okay. At this point, uh, I guess he would get an attack of opportunity against. He does him. not take one. Is there anything else you want to do? Uh uh And well, Seth, it's your turn. Okay. Um, how big is a rain catcher? A rain catcher, um, probably about like a three foot diameter. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's not massive, but it's enough to like catch a little water and some rain. I use my rain catcher to try to uh, out the flames. It's a five foot square leather tarp in the. That's uh, no, pretty in big. In the rules, yeah. Here, five by five, so it should be pretty. 
<laughs> pretty good to uh to try to smother the flames on the uh, flaming elf yeah that's yeah i think i think that's pretty reasonable to accomplish okay it will take your uh, it'll take your action to do that because you are you are right next to him so i'm gonna say yeah. it doesn't take any movement so i do i smother the flames but also kind of wrap him tightly sure minimize his movement as okay. much as is now lately he's conscious. not trying to move anywhere yeah okay you can feel that he's not <laughs> moving anywhere okay anything else you do? To be um no i really can't do anything else okay nines um, are they all running? Every, so so everything everyone is off the away. map, save for the one that's kind of cowering. Cowering at this point. Wait, what's happening? Are, Stop, we, are we in danger? Are we in Um, Up to you at this point. I think that the danger did run away. <laughs> I'm not sure if they will be coming back or not, but we seem to have um i'm looking around i have things under control at the moment to get a gauge on what's happening in the rest of this all right you guys seem to have stopped hostilities assuming that nines doesn't want to take a hostile action and if the what orange base yeah he's just cowering mm -hmm. he's cowering he said nothing at this point and the other one is swaddled and yeah and, uh, <laughs> You're the, excuse me cowering guy do you surrender Rip. He just nods yes. So no one's getting combat. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm tired of doing things in initiative order. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm immediately looking around for what's the status on the changelings and the pirates. In this okay. Camp. When you when you stop fighting, take a moment to look around. You see that the other uh, remaining bits because there's of death over there. There's some dead pirates. I don't see any. There are... There is an eviscerated door near the town. There's... Uh, people have died on both sides in the rest of this combat. There's a couple of changelings that look pretty grievously wounded, although it doesn't look like they were fighting, more just caught up in this. Um, and the rest of this unmarked group you don't know anything about him yet. Uh, followed their leader and fled. Now that you have taken a second to see what they're doing, all of them fled inside this narrow opening in these massive city gates. And as they get inside, um, let's see if you see this. Make a perception check, all three of you. I got a nat one. You're more interested in the cowering dwarf. I got a dirty 20. Dirty 20. The two of you notice that there are two changelings that you can see with that have been taken along forcefully, it appears, by this group. Hold inside, and you see these massive doors go and close behind them as they run inside the city. You are now outside um, with the pirates and the remaining changelings. I'll drop my ox shape. Okay. Um, 
But we're not in combat. We're not using the map. No. <laughs> you don't need to swap them. <laughs> I just want to know who you are. Uh, <laughs> I never know that. <laughs> I, well, I would like to start tending to the wounded. I'll uh, work on the ones we wounded first and then move around to whoever looks the most needed. Okay. And that's what I'll be doing for a bit here. So while I'm doing that, you two can do. All right, I'm not gonna make you roll medicine checks. You're taking your time. You're not under pressure and you know exactly what caused all of these wounds. Uh-huh. Yes, you did. I didn't kill anyone. You are going around stabilizing and pretty much. Changelings, dwarves, pirates, everyone. All right. I go, you who are most damaged and burned delve. I am going to carry you to a place and we are going to interrogate you. You will answer questions for us. All that you get back is... Uh... Thank you for your cooperation. Okay. They do have one hip. I'm gonna run around the stuff. Is there anything that's not on fire that I can loot? There are things that are no longer on fire. <laughs> uh, the people are trying to put out the fires before they spread further, but you guys on purpose set fire to a lot of the camp. If you come over to where I'm working, I'll cast guidance on you in the middle of stuff. So I can look around for. Assuming, assuming there's any sort of investigation and stuff. You, you said that dwarf ripped out the rapier and threw it somewhere? No, just grabbed it and... You were like, still holding it, I think. You, you still had it, just pulled it out of his shoulder wow. and kind of threw it back with you. Then I ran away from him, like a true hero. Uh, I don't know, I guess I'll just walk around, look for cool stuff. I don't really have an interest in putting out the fire, but <laughs> okay, it's my handiwork. Your you profile, like that. All right. Um, since you are doing sort of a look around task, I will. I, I'm able to resolve yours fairly simply. There's nothing of real interest here. This is a camp that what now a mix of has and had a lot of supplies for what seems like a long-term stay. Maybe a month or two worth of supplies here is what you're able to gather. Uh, nothing of real consequence or interest to you. A lot of... Um, a lot of cooking gear, food. So there's like flour, oil. There are chickens around and some other small livestock, goats and things like that. There's some fishing rods. There's just a, there's just a lot of supplies for building simple buildings and making, you know, making a long-term camp here is what you gather. Did the chef survive the encounter? You don't know. Oh, is that a goblin chef? I forget. I look for the goblin chef. Um, uh, since you're not under pressure, I won't make you roll. You don't see the goblin chef. Dang it. Who's going to make me a sandwich? I'm going to uh, take Gloria, one. Gloria, make me a sandwich! 
I'm healing people. Boop your sandwich. Boop my sandwich. I guess polymar. You are a sandwich. Oh. <laughs> you're like, the poop sandwich parts after you eat it, also. No. You want it to be a sandwich. <laughs> you both have that kind of magic. I tried. What were you doing? <laughs> I was going to take um, uh, two very large, uh, strong fishing rods. And uh, I'm assuming that there's lures. Of oh, sure. Yeah. I'll take a box of those. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? You have a small tackle box we now. We keep asking to borrow fishing rods. It's fine. This is character growth. Yeah. You, you have a couple of, are you putting them in the bag of holding or are you going to strap them onto your back? Oh, I think I should probably just strap them on my back. <laughs> That's too aerial. They'll, they'll never be in the way. They won't catch on anything. You can stick them in my bag if you want. Okay. I'll just put the tackle box in my pack. Okay. Uh, all right. Sure. Just mark that you have them in my bag. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now I do make a sandwich, though. Someone has to get me a sandwich. So you're making a sandwich. Understood. <laughs> Throw burns around me. Understood. When I get to healing any of the changelings, I would talk to any that are able to. While I okay working on them, just so you know. They don't really seem all that interested in talking to you. Soria, do you want me to threaten them? Did you transform into Soria, or did you transform into your alter? I will, I will, now that the danger's passed, I will revert back to actually Soria. Okay. They are staring at you, but are currently still mum. They're really intensely staring at you. I'll try speaking in well, my at least the Sulani dialect. Okay. With them. Do you understand me? Um, they say back yes. And it it's a it's yes, but it's a heavily accented version. Uh, of your language, it sounds mm -hmm. like. What clan are you from? I am Soria Ansu of the Sudani clan. Um. A lot of them don't really want to answer, but you eventually get to. Um, an older woman. And she says, Berea. Berea? Mm hmm. You are Berea? <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, very. Are you still speaking in Sulani? Yes. It's a little hard. The there's clearly a language barrier between you and these changelings you... within your your clan's dialect. Uh -huh. 
Do you speak Glendragon? They answer yes, several of them. Okay. Um I have a lot of questions. Um I hope you don't mind. No, that is fine. Uh, I am waiting for this one that I have wrapped up and put out the fire to recover enough to answer questions. Well. well, let's jump over to Ulseth for a minute then. Mm -hmm. You've propped up this elf. Mm -hmm. Again, I'll say against a tree. Sure. And sort of padded behind him, made him a little comfortable. Same thing. Um, <laughs> no, he still has his arm. <laughs> I've taken sort of away his weapons. Gently <laughs> wheezing right now. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Well, I will start with a question. Are you ready to answer? I will take it as a yes because you did not say no. Why have you enslaved the changelings? Make a... Make an intimidation check. Since you... Yeah, you said interrogate. Mm -hmm. So, go ahead. Um, 17. You're getting so good at this. Yeah, you've been with that. I need them. The device. You are looking for a device in the city? Yeah. And why have you selected these changelings to do the labor? Uh, make another intimidation check. This time, one. <laughs> She liked to. Oh, well, yes, actually, I would. <laughs> I would very much like to know, but I will ask a different question since you do not wish to answer that. That was was that actually a dwarf that was the leader, or was that something else? and more. Uh, do you need a drink of water or mead? Well, I will, I'll, which would you prefer? <laughs> this is such a polite interrogation. <laughs> I will ask someone to bring some water. One of the Pirates comes over with some water. Mm -hmm. The captive elf drinks uh, slowly, but steadily from mm -hmm. the flask. So, was that device that he was wearing that turned him into a much stronger dwarf and made him all fuzzy black? Um, 
Is that the source of his power? Hmm? No. Well, you rest for a while, and I will come back and ask you more questions. At this point, he just sort of shrugs over and seems to fall asleep or go unconscious. Mm -hmm. Weakened incredibly, and then is just slowly but steadily breathing against the tree. Anything else, uh, store, sorry, uh, nines or rule set you want to do right now? No, not right now. Okay. Then we're going to take a little break and then come back with uh, Changeling Jeopardy. <laughs> Pretty much. So we'll be back in a few minutes and we'll figure out a bit about what's going on here, guys. See you soon. back everyone and we left off the party had just managed to secure the freedom for this group of changelings and they had been questioning a now unconscious elf about the activities and we resume with Soria hoping to learn a bit more about these changelings. And that's where we come back. Okay, so, um, is there one primary one I'm speaking to? The one that seemed open to talk? Yes. Well, what is your name? My name is John. And you are, you are Buria. Yes. So you did survive the calamity then? A bit rougher than the Sulani had it, we did, yes. What do you mean? We are aware of what happened with the Sulani clan. The great city you've built. You know Anrissa? Yes, we know of Anrissa. So you know... How do we not know the other... How did the Twelve Clans not know of you then? I suppose that it makes sense. Jorella never found you, did he? Jorella? <laughs> Are you talking of Jarella the Lost? Jarella is not the Lost of us, I suppose. But 
That makes sense that you would call him that. Do you know? Do you know of the, any any of the other missing clans? No. We had heard that Jarella had found some of them. We never knew. I suppose not all of his stories were fancifuls. Where where have you been this so long? In a mostly safe location. Oh, sorry, I have so many questions. Um, what is this place that we're in now? Yeah. I don't know. I can only guess at what this was. It seems to be a changeling city. Does it match any descriptions I might have had from Anrissa, or is it...? Oh, the city... I don't know if this is... I don't know if this is from anything that is real or not, but this may be the lost city that Jorella found. He founded a city? Yeah. And he found Anrissa destroyed. He wanted to found a new city. That'll try again. Then I don't know if this is it. None of our clan members were ever taken to see it unless we wanted to live there. He was very protective. So many millennia ago. I believe this city would have been called Unristo. Um, who are these people that captured you? I'm not sure who they are, but they're from some place called public of some sort. Yeah, this is the first first time I'd left my homeland. It's gotten quite bad where we are. We needed to seek out supplies and go trade, but someone. Someone knew to watch for us. We were captured when we made our second port. Where were you? Where where was your homeland? Is it's south. It's still, as far as I'm aware, unknown to outsiders. Um. Is your is your Orat Mall safe? As far as I'm aware. Mine was my clans was taken. Which is troubling. By people from the Republic. 
They seem to want something from us. I'm not sure what they think they can do with the aura tomorrows, but they seem to have some idea for them. That's why we were dragged here. I think they believe there's one inside this city. Um, have you heard any word of part of my clan being taken? No. They didn't men you didn't hear any of the captors mentioning? No. No. I... I have seen other changelings, but not so long. What, what clans have you seen? I have only seen one other clan. Been changelings from Clan Torrent. Heard of Alari and of Jitak. You've heard of another missing plan, then? Well, so many of us missing. We knew that we were alone. Did not know so many others were as well. Uh, yeah, nine, nine clans. Yes. <laughs> That's how your sandwich. Let's try. What about burnt? It's a little burnt. Uh, uh, what can, what, what can we do for your people? What do you want to do? That now. Oh, a wild rest. We are weary. But some... Some provisions. Some food, water. And perhaps something pleasant to drink. Uh, like a coconut? I suppose almost anything will do. Um, I'll make sure the captain provides for you all. Um, he seems to be a nice fellow. Yeah, he's a pirate. <laughs> he steals stuff from people. But I'm paying him, so it's okay. We've never had problems from pirates before. Um, Jarello the Lost came to your clan millennia ago? Yes. We uh, named our island in his honor. Hmm. We now call it on Jerry. Um, this, this, uh, Leader, the dwarf, he had an amulet. Do you know what that does? I had seen him wear it, but never seen him use it. Thought it was just a bit of family jewelry, not anything of consequence. 
It seems to be a fine crystal. Nothing. I don't know what was in it. Um, we have to go after them. Two of your people were taken. Uh, Is, do you know how to enter the city like they did? Given a little time, I could probably figure something out, but... I mean, you're a priest. He's the keeper of our lore. Tales are sacred stories. And... He had more knowledge of how these old structures worked than we did. But I'm not so I am the, the matriarch after. Let me rest for a little while and I can figure out how to open those bold doors. Alright, I need to speak with my companions as well. Very well. Thank you for answering my questions. It's nice to see a familiar-looking face once more. Sam. Excuse me, I'm going to check on the others. Of course. So. I'm, I'm guarding the elf. Ah, good. Excellent. Oh, Nines, bring your sandwich over to where also is. Oh. <laughs> Is it a peanut butter and jellyfish sandwich? <laughs> no, it's just peanut butter, jelly, and fish. And fire. Oh. And burned. Burned. And burning. <laughs> well, while you were there, I did question this mostly unconscious self. Mm -hmm. He was not very uh, talkative, but I will tell you what I learned. They are here to find some sort of thing he called a device. He was not able to explain more, but there is some sort of device inside the city, and they are attempting to find it. Um, also, the dwarf, um, who was apparently the leader, uh, the elf said that his power did not come from the amulet, but that he was very, very powerful in a way that we could not even imagine. Um, I do not know if he was telling the truth or whether he was just being a jerk, but <laughs> apparently he would, the, the device, although uh, useful to the dwarf, was not the source of his power, whatever that may be. If in fact he is actually a dwarf. Um, the elf stopped talking and uh, requested a beverage at that point. So that is all I got. Uh, yeah, I believe he is sleeping, yes. All right. That's what you find out. This place has terrible selection for uh, sandwiches. Excellent. Well, I'll speak to the chef. I could not find chef. Oh. Well, that's too bad. Yes, it was. Uh, and so, so what did you find out? So this is a changeling city. Hmm. Probably millennia old at this point. It has held up very well over all of this time. Yes. Um, we're trying to find a way in. 
the enemies that we were fighting went in, so we want to go in after them. Yes, they took changelings with them, and they're after, well, what I think is an Orat Mall, perhaps. What is this Orat Mall? It's a thing I'm after as well. Each of the changeling clans has one. It's a stone about this large. And correct me if I'm ever incorrect on my description. Just saying. And an Orat Mall can be basically any shape. Mm. Yours, you've seen. Um, you can describe the shape of yours if you wish. The one I'm after, my clans, is almost like obsidian. It's about this large, sort of a, um, I don't know what sort of shape that is. I'm as good as geometry as I am at math. A double pointy thing? A double pointy thing. Okay. And an Orat Mall functionally lets changelings transmute matter. Hmm. We can change one thing into another thing. Don't you already do that? Other things outside of ourselves. Yeah. So you could, like, turn a tree into a brick. We could turn a tree into a brick. We could turn a brick into a cow. Why would you do that? Milk. Hmm. How would you milk a brick? It's good fiber. Calcium, calcium, probably. Um, and so this Arad Mall has powerful magics. It's a very powerful magical tool. It's also the spiritual center of each clan. It is not like a fervent crystal. No. Okay. These... In, in Changeling Myth, we aren't from this place, this world. Hmm. We escaped here, and the Orat Mall are the pieces from home that we brought with us. So you are like transplaner, like the people who made the death runes. I don't know, actually. Hmm. I mean don't actually know if I'm equipped to answer that question hmm. now that it's said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Well, that is very interesting. <laughs> Perhaps that is why you have such a, an interest in the death rooms. I mean, yes, to a certain degree. Well, I hope you are not dangerous like them. I hope so, too. Oh, do you feel damaged when you look at her? No! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we need to get in there and stop this guy. We should probably ask this elf what his name is, and... Hmm. Well, he is not speaking now because he is most unconscious. Oh. But perhaps when he is back conscious, we, we have many other questions for him. Perhaps you could ask him what he thinks happened to Furban. Yes, we should do that. Yes, you do that. We should take a long rest. Hmm. And then interrogate him in mourning. Let me interrogate him while he's disoriented. And I turn into the book. Greasy dwarf. 
Okay, sure. Hoping that while well, he's disoriented. The the one that like the the yeah. Uh, grab the crystal. Yeah, crunched and the yeah. leader guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I slap the guy awake a bit. Cool. Do you know me? Yeah. Say my name. Make an intimidation check. Uh, intimidation... 18. Where are the two of you standing? Not in front of us. On the other side of the tree. Out of sight. Okay. Out of mind. We, we noticed that there was an illusion occurring and decided not to spoil it. I'm just loudly eating my sandwich, though. Ignore the squirrel. <laughs> I resent that remark as I start shoving nuts into my teeth. You can talk to another two. Do it now or I will kill you. Make an intimidation check again. Yeah, sure. I mean, okay. you could be kind of like holding your hand on your hip. Like, hey. probably should have inspired you before we did this. Uh, 21. Right. Brucellian. Can you say that? Brucellian. B R U K E L I O N. Do you have your wits about you? As much as anything. Then state our mission. You said never to state that out loud. I slap him. Okay, make a... <laughs> make a slap. <laughs> make it a... I'm gonna say you can roll with advantage. You, since you are trying to slap, and do this, uh, no guidance, but you can roll with intimidation. <laughs> I can roll with intimidation. I'm sorry, you can roll with advantage, <laughs> is what I mean to say. Uh, 17. Um, what? Very violent group. Considering how much we don't want to tell I mean, you. I mean, a violent yeah, man. That's right, considering how non-lethal they are. Um, okay. I mean, I don't know what it's called. It's always called it the, the changeling. turn into a changeling in front of him. You spoke against your oath, and your life will be forfeit to your employers. Your only hope with us is with me now. No, I can 
You don't know what you do. Who sent you? Sure, you won't, but I cast charm person. What's the save? Uh, 15 wisdom. I figured he wasn't gonna fall for the ruse much more. <laughs> My luck wasn't all going to hold out <laughs> on the rolls. <laughs> I am. I'm pulling something up that I did not expect you to get into. But oh, yeah, weasel on around the artificial roadblocks <laughs> with magic, mind control spells. Not really an artificial roadblock, so much as it is, I just <laughs> forgot I use charm person constantly. <laughs> no, no, um. This guy wasn't supposed to live. Oh. <laughs> I, I say now. No. Um. So that's the unexpected uh, portion here. All right. I'm pulling up a couple of uh, older pieces of notes for uh, information that you might be getting into now. So what was the question you were asking him as he failed his... Uh, who are your employer's friend? I think that's what I asked. Mm -hmm. I... You know I'm not employed by anyone. I... Is there a higher calling? Oh, that's right. Could you could you remind me what it was again? I'm sorry, buddy. He just regards me as a friendly acquaintance, so you're not actually like yeah required am, to cop up information. I am just I'm just giving you. I know. Yeah. I am portraying this as how they would treat someone who's a friendly acquaintance. Mm -hmm. Um, and because of that. It's very complicated for you. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, trying to think through how they would present this. Um, because they know that for my clients. Sorry, this is um, a really tricky piece to work through. Mm -hmm. Tune into DM Dailies <laughs> so that you can understand the situation from the perspective of the DM. Unfortunately, it's not out yet. Yeah. But this when is, you, when you this do is always one in, of the hardest parts when there's... Um, this will have to be a feature. <laughs> a left, a field, out of left field. Uh, well, when you are trying to navigate um, what a friendly acquaintance with all of these things when you're hitting like really sensitive information, information how they would treat it. 
Um, well, your first mistake was assuming that we were going to kill everyone. <laughs> we are exceptionally good at not killing people. Some of us. Big, except Nines this episode. He, he straight up murdered that person. And, and Elsa's murdered one person. Well, yes, I did. <laughs> I did do that. Um, I did that thing. <laughs> we did that crime. <laughs> You know, the ones that really run things in costume. I think that's about all that he would say on that. To really reason this out and pull together a couple things, like, ah, okay, I'm gonna go with that. Ask about it to share, man. Mm -hmm. You mean, and the the order? I'm trying to be as couched in language as of Ashira. You know. Not with outsiders. Not with people who don't understand. Or... He's kind of looking around. See, I mean, those two are out of sight, but there's plenty of people in sight of this guy, and he is aware that they lost mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. And even though you seem apparently friendly very, for a very, moment. For an hour. Yeah. Well, I know, I know where your loyalties lie, obviously. Um, that, that little, that asshole, the bee guy, the dwarf, what's it? You know, we're not supposed to say his name. Like, who does he work for? I mean, Vercalian. Yeah, Vercalian. I guess once you say it, it's fine, right? He... works for himself. He's... Nuz Dane. Nuz Dane got well. I like to remind out of Iron Veil. Yes. But he's he's working on his own, huh? He's the heir to the dragon family. You know that he's essentially in charge of this, you know? His father's aging. Spends more time drinking and reveling than running the business. Brookerian is the one that wants the reins now. Everyone knows that. What was his father's name again? His father is Ginthian. And they. Yeah, the Osteen Grafels, that's, uh, 
they have that uh, banner that's a uh, griffin on silver and blue, right? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> oh, here I have some water. He drinks from that. Thank you. I don't pay all that much attention to what banners people fly. When you get into the Republic, one dragon family is the same as the next. Just what sort of markings people wear on their armor, am I right? Suppose. Out of character, any other anything else that I should see. So what do you think happened to Fervin anyway? <laughs> I mean Fervin tech's a big deal. I think I think the old stains let him wild and out of control. He got what was going. That's a new one. Yeah. Are we keeping track of this? I thought you were taking notes. Uh-huh. You don't know me very well, do you? <laughs> no, I... Oh, nice. <laughs> Go back to your bar! Yeah. <laughs> I do not take no. notes. <laughs> or remember things. <laughs> Who are we talking to? What's your name, by the way, buddy? I forget. Hit on the head, you know? Are you friendly or casual acquaintance? <laughs> I'm a friendly acquaintance. A friendly acquaintance. I, I hit a lot of people with my head when I was oh, knocked. My name is, uh, Ranor. Could you forget? I'm sorry. You know how I am. Oh, you're always forgetting things. Yeah. Are we done with this thing or not? Like, you're always forgetting how I... You twice and I drop charm person. <laughs> and he's very well aware that I charmed him when it ends, so. Yeah, I hate you, stupid fucking change. Behind your magic. Yeah, and you know what this is? I pull out my uh, dull ending stone. Looks like a. He's a. Gravel. This has a direct line back to Costeria, and I'm about to tell him you spilled beans, the Tashira Noon, and everyone. I never believe you. Well, what are you gonna do now? I have my own purposes done. Is that being a prisoner on a pirate ship? That's part of the plan, then yes. Hmm. That is a good plan. Yeah, you guys can come out now, by the way. Hello. You who are a mostly incapacitated elf. <laughs> oh, that, that really uh, your... rang of Dromar right there. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, so you, you who are mostly incapacitated. Ask him what he thinks of Ramardin. I am going to ask okay. those questions since, yeah, yeah, yeah. since this is an elf. Um, <laughs> that's the prerequisite, not to share a noon or anything like that. 
I will ask him because he is an elf. Oh, God. So. You didn't ask the elf that sold us a perk and a fish. That was a long time ago. <laughs> so I'm wondering, have you ever heard of the Order of Remarden? No. The fuck are they? Joke. I will ask you again. Have you ever heard of the Order of Remarden? I already answered you. Ah. Sounds like a joke. I'm going to uh, <laughs> slap him upside the head. It is not a joke. Remember that. It is not a joke. Can you tell me what it is not? Whatever you want. Hmm. Well, no more water for you today. Hey, what's your opinion on the voice? I don't like music. Weird. Oh, weird. Do you want to ask him those weird words that you always say to everyone? I will just say those words to him. Okay, make sure you maintain eye contact. That's very important for establishing a connection, an emotional connection. That's Doombalim. He spits at you. Hey, Thoria! Yeah? He should show that weird ruin thing. So why is yeah. it why is it that you expect to read no, it in my like direction? Hit point. <laughs> so does the deck. It comes out of your mouth. What? You haven't earned them. What do you mean I have not earned them? Spits at you again. Okay, now you have aroused my interest. What is it about these words that you find so disturbing? find them disturbing. It's that someone like you, an uninitiated, would have ever heard them. Initiated into what? You really don't have any idea. Mm. Slap him upside the head again. <laughs> <laughs> I do not wish to be mean to you. However, <laughs> you are you are not you are telling me some things and then stopping me just as it becomes interesting. But he's helpless. So you should protect him. Damn, I kept him alive. Oh. Your coat is very loosey goosey, isn't it? So you know the meaning of these words, hmm? meaning those words. Ah, it is supposed to be the great darkness. <laughs> hmm. Some nitwit's perspective, sure. Well, I think that this elf might be most, most interesting as a conversationalist later on the trip. We'll have the captain. We will keep him a prisoner, and perhaps he will become um, more informative later on the trip. Have you ever seen runes that hurt to locate them? Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm done with you. I'll just, uh, motion for the captain. If he's visible. Yes, 
How are you holding up? Ah, uh, it's been a day. Mm-hmm. And a bit of a day. You but... caught someone! And I saw a sloth. I... Looked for the two things for you. And I did happen to catch the brief moment where you had... Um... I believe that dwarf over there... <laughs> uh, skewered on your horn. Yeah. How's he doing, by the way? I have one of my ships here that is patching him up. Okay, Should be alright. Um, this guy here is Ranor. Uh, he's gonna be a special prisoner. He's like one of those... I think he's one of those, like, what are they, like, weird, faulty, elf, warrior, monk guys. The Tashira Noon. Oh, one of those widows. Yeah. So he's kind of dangerous and he's kind of well-trained, so... You know, maybe keep an extra close eye on him. So we'll keep him bound and... good. Okay. He shouldn't be causing too much trouble. Doesn't look like he's in much shape to cause... all that much trouble to begin with. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna have to go in the city. In... In the what? In, in the city. You're... You're going in there. There's... Three... Uh, there's three to four good reasons. Uh, there's a set... There's several good reasons <laughs> to Among go the in many the reasons. <laughs> to go in the city. I want to be good loot! <laughs> That's also good. There's upwards of five reasons to go in the city. And how do you intend to get inside? The matriarch of the changelings is helping me out with that. Uh, I suppose that would give you a certain amount of advantage. I can't believe they got the door open to begin with. I could also, if I took an hour rest, Turn into a spider, climb up the wall, and drop a whole lot of rope down. Climbing is a bit harder than you might think over these walls. Uh, here, do you mind if I demonstrate? Yeah. It, um, Ulsa, may I borrow some of your rope? You'll get it oh. back in short order. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> I, I will lend you some rope. Very good. And. Be careful with it. He pulls from yeah. pulls from his pack a, a grappling hook and ties it to the end of your rope. I used to have one of those. Yeah, what happened to that? Um, I went fishing. Oh, stone grammy, right? Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, I'll demonstrate. Any? There's a cat. The back begins. And he takes the. Grappling hook, swirls it around, and throws it as high as he can after building up some speed. It sails up to the top of this wall. Well, it looks like it grabs the ledge. Now. Dramatic cat. It's um, the panther from before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, now, please, any one of you, go ahead and give that a tuck. It's your rope. Get a grappling hook out of this for free. Hmm. 
I, I tug on the rope. As you pull on that, gives a fair bit of resistance, and then the rope slackens as you see the grappling hook fall through the wall and hits the dirt on the jungle floor. Did I just break the wall? Um, no. The wall, it doesn't like to be scaled. Hmm. You mean like a fish? I mean like a mountain. Hmm. It has a tendency to reject other objects. Well, here, take your rope back, Elsa. Just shove that in your bag quick. Um, would you mind giving me my grappling hook? Um, just say no. What <laughs> <laughs> grappling hook? If you want a grappling hook that badly, I can just provide one for you. Oh, yeah. when we get back to the ship, I would like to have a grappling hook. Yes. Excellent. May I have mine back? Um, Still say no. Back, so. I I uh, untie the knot on the grappling hook and say, "Use a grappling hook. I I it is a very fine hook." Yes. Thank you. And he hooks it onto this belt that he's wearing. I could try. Is that a nice belt? I mean, it's a you know, kind of utility belt. There's various things hanging off of it, little tools and things. So, I'm. I want to go up to the door. To the city? The, yeah, the city okay. door. Since we're by okay. the wall, I want to put my hand on the door. Okay. Do I feel anything when I touch it? Or is it just the smooth stone? It's it's very smooth. Okay. And I'm going to say in Fulani. My name is Soria Rianti Ansul, daughter of Anrissa. Please open in the name of Dorella this gate to what did they say the city's name was? Anristo. I'm just shot in the dark seeing if this works. The door begins to shudder. Okay. And slowly opens. A few inches, then a foot, and it keeps going. Oh, that was easy. Oh, that worked. Well, I was not expecting that. All right. Huh. That was very good door opening, Soria. Thank you. Oh, Is that because your lock your... picking skills have improved tremendously? Character development. No lock on that door. No, I picked it. You just weren't watching him that good. And it didn't even take her five minutes. Like I didn't even need to use my tool. Um. All right, the gate's open, huh? What do we do now? Captain, let's go! Yeah, do you want to come with us, Captain? There's two changelings who are captured in there. Uh, I suppose I can. Um... A... Oh, you might be interested in all of this. So, that dwarf, 
Yes. Brokelion Olstein Grotfell, heir to the family, the dragon family. Also, oh. has Tashira Noon working with him. And he's after a very, very special magic changeling thingy that I don't really want to talk about with a pirate. Well, um, I don't need the presumptive head of a dragon family. He, uh, really pissed off at me, so I think... And I told him your actual name. <laughs> we got the pistol you. He pulls out his pistol and opens it up. Well, I do believe then, as he's slotting these little pellets in it, the only thing for is to go kill him because well, we shouldn't kill him. Oh no. Um. So yeah. No, he needs to die now. I can't have anyone knowing my real name. It's too dangerous. I didn't actually tell him your real name. Well, I don't need that of a dragon family trying to hunt me down after I, you know, murdered all of his men and threatened his life. Wait, are you gonna kill us at some point? No, you paid me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> cool. Because we know your real name, right? You only wish. So, so we do, because I do wish it, yeah, okay. <laughs> so we're going to non-lethally capture... Oh. Oh. oh no, I will be lethally... Lethaling, lethalizing him. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is lethalating. Yes, that. <laughs> I shall be doing that. Um, once you get taste for blood, it's hard to be satisfied. I will you can't go. have a dragon family hunting me down. Now, certainly not one of its uh, leaders who's hell-bent on whatever this is all about, and I've gone and ruined it. It's too dangerous for me, too dangerous uh, for all of my crew. So the dragon families, they're just like rich people, aren't they? Um, I mean, they are rich, but that's not quite uh, doing it justice, quote, how much power and influence they have. They're really rich. Wealthy individuals, the, the rich, Money carries a certain amount of power. <laughs> they carry much more than just money. Oh, like jewels. Uh, or maybe fervent. They have wealth beyond imagining. They have influence. I just can imagine a lot. Stability. Magic. Fortifications. And they dead. Networks. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get one of them pissed off at you, they'll generally tend to stop at nothing to make sure that you pay with your life. Hmm. That is a very high cost. Their reputations are the most important thing to them, and they their reputations by eliminating the competition, as they would call it. So you're all in on this. Oh, yes, as he twirls his pistol around and slots it back in its holster. Oh yes, I'm very much in on going to kill him. Now, if you'll excuse me, I think we need to go get them. Oh, but can we take short rest first? Ace like mid stride. And I would like to to the changelings to ascertain all the information possible to, before we just dive into an unknown city of millennials. 
Mm, of course that makes sense. I would love to do that. Mine's will get you a sandwich. Oh. Oh, Cody. I love his sandwiches so much. He's never had one. Have you, have, you, have you ever given him a sandwich? I don't think so. No. I just talked about sandwiches. Hmm. I will go to Toran. What was it? Mm-hmm. Turan, T-U-R-A-N. Turan. I'll take the captain to go sandwich hunting. <laughs> okay. Um, Turan. I will sit and watch yeah. Raynor. Yes. As you can see, I figured out the door. You are indeed one of us, aren't you? I hope so, yes. There's been a great deal of deception over the years. Changelings? Hmm. Never would have guessed. Hey. <laughs> many, many people try to deceive us to believe that they are safe. They are part of us. We seem to be genuine. But you can never be too sure when you first meet someone new. Of course. You, you know more about what happened with Jarella than I do. I have an incomplete story. What should we expect to find in here? I don't know. You see, Jarella left your lands. And he went exploring. He sailed alone along all the coastlines and met many people and traded between them and made connections and friendships all the ways he went, getting into the rivers and out the seas and lakes, traveling every water where he could. He likes to travel by boat. I'm sure you know that. And one day, we found him. His ship had crashed along our rocky shores. Our homelands are surrounded by fog almost perpetually. It's just how the weather meets. Some days the fog thins, some days it thickens, and every once in a while it disappears completely. But it can be a bit of a danger. Oftentimes we have to send people out on mock wrap after they crash their ships onto our shores. So that they can be found by someone keep them away from our lands. We used to hold them on the islands, but we thought it'd be too cruel to keep them prisoners forever. So we started to send them away, unconscious of whatever happened. But Drella washed up. The first time we'd seen a change thing. He was nearly dead when he came to our lands. 
We took care of him, nursed him back to hell. And he spent many years living among us. And he explored all of our islands and the nearby waters, mapping our lands and every detail he could. He showed us so many new things about the lands we'd lived on for that time, centuries, that we didn't even know about. He truly was the most gifted explorer. Perhaps the world shall ever know. He even managed to map the caves beneath our islands. And found new creatures that we domesticated and lived with. You know that the creatures that move made of funguses? Don't think I did know that, no. They're very slow and very kind and sweet. And they make a delicious juice. All on their own. And they're more than happy to pour it out for you if you are so kind as to give them a few eggs. Eggs with moss for moss milk. We feed them eggs. We had some birds we'd raised on our island, and they liked the eggs a great deal. The the years passed, and Drella eventually fell in love with a young woman named Yagan. They started a family together. As the decades passed and Jarella and Yagan became older, he felt a call to return back to Andrissa, to join the clans again. And so he built a new ship and sailed out his family, far, far to the north, to the other end of the world almost back up the waterways, almost frozen over as they always were, that's what he told us, to the heart of Andresa, where he found the city destroyed, in complete ruin. A few years passed and he returned. This time it was a newer ship, larger. And he had found other changelings. Other clans. And he came to tell us that he was founding a new city. Starting over. That he would do it in secret. To protect all of us. But he would use his knowledge to trade with the clans. Bring new resources to each of us. For a long time, he kept that word, even after he passed away. His descendants carried it on until one year, there was nothing. And we never heard from Joella or his descendants ever again. And this may be his city. He certainly did have resources. Our clan, and I assume others, flourished several centuries after our contact with him. 
his ship would come, and the only one that knew the safe passage into our islands. And they would bring all sorts of new goods, new crops for us to grow, new plants for us to harvest, new creatures that were suitable, but... Have you guys tried chicken? Oh, yes. It tastes like many things. <laughs> That's what I like about it. It's sort of like a shapeshifter of meat. <laughs> it seems to be the natural food for changelings. <laughs> and... I don't know why they stopped. You never heard. He was as true to his word of secrecy as he was to his word of prosperity. And when the shipment stopped, prosperity waned and we needed to find other places to trade with. Our population had grown and we couldn't sustain it ourselves without engaging others. You know how dangerous it can be. So we sailed out. I was the first to sail out. After hundreds of years of slowly struggling and dwindling, I made the decision that we should go, and I took it upon myself as matriarch to lead this envoy. We took on identities of some of the sailors we'd seen over the years. Different species. Uh, mostly what I've learned are called humans and dwarves and elves. Uh, several goblins. And never looking over at nines. I've never seen one of your kind before. We're tabaxi! We're best species! You seem like a warm species, covered in all that fur. Yeah, it's very warm! It's my head! His personality that's warm. Which is out in Very soft indeed. It is a nice form you have. It's his best form! Then when she does it! What do you mean? They don't do it right. Oh, what's what's wrong with it? This is wrong. <laughs> I turn into a tobacco thing. What's wrong? What part's wrong? Like that part. You just gestured to all of me. Yeah, what's wrong? <laughs> oh, then they also have these. And I, I, let I, them, I let them deal with each other. <laughs> I want to give the matriarch a set of Tabaxi. <laughs> this is a game the Tabaxi have. It's really awesome. Hmm. You should definitely spread it all over Andrea. This looks quite into. Do you stack them? I have no idea. <laughs> no, yes, you stack them as fast as you can, and the winner gets to knock them over. We should make regional rules that complicate it. Yeah, just make your own rules as complicated as possible. Every area has different rules. And she hands the set to one of the children that are nearby. 
Looks to be about 12 or 13 or so. Well, there's only about three kids around here. And here's the superior form crabs taxis. <laughs> she hands it to another kid running around. I think I had two sets of them, so. We can always make more. Mm-hmm. In fact, what, we should. What do you mean we? You make more! Ah, you want me to manufacture a Krebs taxis? Well, so you should make a whole factory. Hmm. Do you think that we should probably get into retail sales, or shall we just stay wholesale? Definitely retail. Uh -huh. We could quit adventuring I... if we make the well, taxi money. They say we're going to go after your two people who were taken and tried to stop this uh this man. I wish you luck. You should know that Jorella is a deeply religious individual. The legends about him they spoke of someone who spent a great deal of time ruminating on the stories of our peoples. And the unification? Among others. There may be something with that in the city. Jorella believed that one day we would be unified again. Be safe. And this city, I think, is, if it is his, bound to be a testament to that, structured around that idea. There have been hundreds of years to construct this place. And I'm sure some of the most talented among us came here to build this. Please be careful. You as well. The walls. I saw the demonstration. That power can only be sustained by an aura. I thought so too. Something else is at work here. And it wants to keep people out. Knowing Jorella, the right person might be able to make their way in. But the wrong person. I would dread what <coughs> happened to them. If a wall can simply throw out a hook and a rope as though it posed no threat, what might the inner walls of this sanctuary be able to do? So do you think that this Rukelian is not the right person and is perhaps the wrong person? Will this city Take care of him. That'd be convenient. I am sure that Brookellian is not the right person. But he keeps several prisoners still. They may be of the right temperament and the right sort of person to figure out how to reveal the secrets of this city, of these ruins. It does not, I would think, have to be a changeling. Jarella spoke highly of others. He didn't want secrecy to remain, but he knew we needed to be stronger, 
to withstand threats. He so loved to trade with other nations and civilizations. It was when he was supposedly his happiest. He was hardly afraid of outsiders. I don't think you have to be a changeling to use this place. I think you have to be of the right temperament. So speaking of the correct temperament, have you ever heard of the Order of Remarden? I have heard little of the outside world beyond our lands. That order does not mean anything to me. Have you heard of Farland? No. Hmm. I have never heard such a name. So you don't know what happened to him? I should hope nothing can well, he exploded. Maybe. Maybe. It is so unfortunate. I assume by your asking that he is someone of import. Maybe. Just a close personal friend of his. Did this fervent what? do something that the world took note of? The uh, way you ask seems to give weight to the question. Yes, he did give he did give rise to a form of technology of machinery that was very powerful. Um, it was it was driven by energy crystals. Give him your pamphlet. I will show you the pamphlet. <laughs> this is a brief introductory explanation of the technology. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go in the city. <laughs> I am studying it, hoping to be able to repair fervent technology and make use of it. What comes to mind right now is Miss Minutes. <laughs> this is a brief pamphlet on fervent technology. That's right. The technology that has revolutionized our society. That's what I hear in my head. I right am now. Mr. DNA. And now we go inside the city. <laughs> Do you think it is a safe thing to do? Nope, let's go. Okay, then. Does that count as a short rest out of that conversation? Before you all go, I may have some ability to help you. Um, if you would join hands with me, please. Me Very good. Um, she closes her eyes, and this circle of greenish white light encompasses all of you. And for a moment, it feels like days have passed mm. your your consciousness shifts and you're in this incredibly quiet space all alone and you feel completely at ease as though nothing in this world would be more peaceful there's a soft bed each of your likings. There's some 
There's like food to eat. And then you're gently pulled back away from this. You could have sworn a whole week has passed. But when you open your eyes, it's just as you remember from moments ago. Oh, that was most stressful. Put me back in! Put me back in! <laughs> it was... it was like having a pretzel day. Pretzel week! Mm. Maybe, Even but that. we do more later. It takes a great deal of energy to do that. I hope it helps you. If you'll excuse me, I must... I, I must take a rest. And you can all count that as a long rest. Thank you. Shall we go into the city? This you sounds like a great adventure for a level three party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then what are you waiting for? Come on. Yeah. I'm not waiting. <laughs> He's sighting up his pistol. Uh, if we go through the gate, I would like to try and close them behind us. All right. So you step through the gates then? Yes. And I would turn around. With no plan. As you step through the gate, and... Sorry, I'm tickling my throat. And Soria crosses the threshold. The gates fairly quickly shut behind you. I hope you were Rather thunderous long. boom. It's so. <laughs> Well, I changed mine. Let's go back. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's not that kind of door. I made again. the right decision. I really hope I've made the right decision. Stick to the plan, and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You should have brought other pirates with you. That is what I call executive level thinking. Hire you to be an executive thinker for me in the future. <laughs> no. Got a job. It's first time for everything. Yeah. Since um, I have no idea where I'm going, and we're inside the ruins of a city that uh, at least I always thought was possible to enter. Shall we press on? Yeah. Onward. Through the temple. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking. That stupid sci-fi original movie. <laughs> Onward. Uh, to Valhalla. <laughs> Best line delivery of all time. <laughs> Latest line delivery of all time, too. Um, you know, when you take, when you have 75 takes, you decide to take 75. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the, the best of them. The other 74, it didn't want to see. He just forgot the Hala every time. Welcome. Um, Val. Word, Val. Line. 
Uh, yeah, you head on into the city, taking your first steps into a city where the structures are all of a similar sort of smooth white material that glistens in the corner of your eye and seems unfazed the passing ages. And that's where we'll end today's episode. Hmm. All right. Well, we're in the city. Yes, we only killed like two people. One, mm-hmm. one person. I only killed one person. I didn't kill anyone. No. That was good, careful going. Yeah. You guys, I, I want to put this on record. Uh, that stupid stun grenade? You gave it to me. I did. And I had a good reason. I forgot about it too. (laughs) I had a very good reason to use it here. Yes, you did. I had forgotten about that. Not that I build my fights to just like counter everything my players can do, but um, did not see that one coming. Did not even see that as a possible thing. That was good. That really properly fucked up what they were going to do. Well, now you know how it felt on... It's good that you're on the receiving end of that. Finally, we got payback for all those times we got hit with those grenades. And and we won't tell the DM that I still have one because we forgot to be I think both of you have one. Now that I remember you have them, that'll be polluting in my head for, like, the next... But three episodes Every single and person we run into has sunglasses and earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the well done. Well, <laughs> thank you. The grenade was well used. That really threw a lot off. <laughs> I was hoping that. I was very surprised. I figured they were grouped in a tent. What better time to use a concussive light blind light? And light uh, the BBEG failed his saving throw on that. Did he? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. You could have ended um, this whole adventure if we just encounter. started stabbing that sack. Which I tried to do. <laughs> yeah. Now we have to go on a whole adventure. So, well done. Well, well played. That was an interesting mm-hmm. way to end that. Um, you guys had fun? Yeah, it was. And I hope you guys had fun watching and listening. We will be back next week. Until then, uh, stay safe. Get vaccinated out there. And, Get uh, a booster. Guys. Bye. Bye.